to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, I take the time to welcome our guests and to thank them for coming, for uh, bringing a couple of things that I personally deem very expensive time. Time is a commodity that many do not understand the value of it, and they misuse their 24 hours each day that is given to them while they're here on this um beautiful planet called earth the other is your journey the journey created who you are today who we are listening to the wisdom all of the things that came with your journey the pain the beauty the uh hurt the overcoming all of it we want to thank you for coming and sharing and allowing us entrance into who you are and how your journey made you the way you are today thank you so much Raul, for coming to threads of enlightenment Thank you. Thank you, Ken, uh, for having me here. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited to talk about uh, my my journey as well as uh, how I can enlighten our learners, our listeners. Excellent. Uh, tell them those things that you, I, for, uh, I always tell people we are creators, Raul, because we create by the way we process our thoughts, uh, which manifest into habits and all of these things that create what yep. we express is life. And so I want you to tell them all of those things that you have given birth as a result of your journey um, that you are now, because I tell people the ultimate prize that you and I get to enjoy while we're here on this planet is to become servants. And um, the journey is designed to uh, um, kind of fine tune us as to who we are, number two, to make us aware of the gift that is within us and then that usher into the servanthood tell us all those things that you are uh, utilizing right. to serve others today sure so again uh, rahul is a person who firmly believes uh, where there is a will there is a way i am uh, hmm. a firm believer of positive mind talk i i've believe that our mind is superpower and it has so much power for us to achieve anything and everything that we want. Mm -hmm. It is not question about whether we will do it or not. It is a question about whether we want it or not, because yeah. everything is possible. Yeah. And um, I have been uh, in the corporate world for over 20 years. Uh, I'm known for my um, servant leadership and my aim is to look out for people who are in need, who are in support. I would want to invest my time with people who are really serious about their life. I just don't want to invest time with people who just want to spend time with me. But it is the other way around. I want to spend time with people who really are serious, who really want to make things happen, make a better and happier place uh, for themselves and their loved ones. And yeah, as you so, mentioned uh, about okay. creating things, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Robert, yeah, creating things, uh, creation, my, my loveliest creation has been my uh, couple of books that I've written. Uh, Ken, mm -hmm. uh, number one is uh, Be Action Oriented. And the second book of mine, which is actually, I just ordered the uh, proof copies, just came on my table yesterday, Habits yeah. for Miracles. Yeah. Uh, they are the uh, best, thank you. They are the best creators for me. And the creation of self. 
how do we create yeah. inner self is what makes us different. And yeah. that is what this book is talking about, Ken, uh, how you change your inner self, how you create the better human being uh, yeah. rather than someone who is just after success, who is after fame, who is after money. All those things yeah. will come, but let's be a better human being. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that is the ultimate assignment, if you will, that each and every one of us have to um, complete within that classroom called life is how do we become a better human being? Um, how do we recognize these tools that will help us to get to that? What is a better human being? And all of these different things. And I think is as we become in tune with ourselves that um, I think that is the very first assignment as we begin to get in tune with ourselves. I got to learn to how to love me first, Raul, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I can't love you until I love me first. I, I've got to go through and I have to learn to forgive myself. I have to learn how to be empathetic with myself. I got to learn all these things before I can really truly practice it and release it to you. But if I don't know anything about it, I, I can't do it. So I tell people, majority of people are lying to you when they say they love you. I ask them, do you love you? That's the more important thing. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to us about your life, because I always tell people that um, we are formed uh, initially within the framework by which we, number one, are dwelling. The first space that we stop, Raul, is our family unit. Uh, this is the uh, whereby we have these folks that we call parents now are going to begin to um, impart whatever trauma they have, whatever pain they have, whatever wisdom they have, all of those things, they will begin to deposit some of those things into us that will form you and I. What was your family unit like? So, Ken, I was very fortunate to have the family that God gave me. Uh, whatever nice. I am today is with the blessing of my mother, father, my siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, my father provided all the a basic education put me to the right coaching, right, right classes uh, that allowed me to know who am I. Uh, the independence I I was in boarding school for almost five years that allowed me to live life independently, live life yeah. with people who I never knew before. So, with with God's grace, uh, we had a very supportive family. Um, mm -hmm. We were. Uh, given all the right things at the right time, we were very fortunate. And I was able to capitalize on those aspects uh, that yeah. kept me moving yeah. on. So with this um, uh, beautiful setting that uh, was afforded by your family and you were given all of these things, talk to us as to how did you receive all of those things? Uh, that were given to you? What was your development, if you will, um, while, while you're in this space with such um, care and uh, provision and all of these things? What was happening to you? Sure. So uh, let me share one thing. So my, my father was part of the government service in India. Uh, mm -hmm. He was very, very busy. You know, 
most of the time we were just seeing him surrounded by people around him uh, yeah. but whenever we were able to get time we were able to get time from him why i shared this was all my uh, decisions so my my father told me i don't want to tell you what you should be doing i don't want yeah. to tell you what you yeah. should become i want you to decide yeah. you are the better decision maker so i so that that brought a lot of ownership in me yeah because i need yeah. to do the research i need to find out what next level for me in the career um education wise when i was doing my bachelor's degree i took a lot of courses on the side just to make myself prepared for the job market when i was doing yeah. my mba degree can uh my mba classes used to get over by 2:00 or 3:00 those evenings were available to me so i invested my time in learning more uh mm -hmm. two years of my mba both the years i took different courses in the evening so that yeah. i can prepare myself for the job market for the uh to help others to help the community members and um, with that said i chose my specialization in the human resources uh and mm -hmm. uh, after completion of my mba i got a job in a telecom uh, in a actually a it company in mumbai india as an uh, hr uh, executive uh, in back then in 1999 yeah i i got a couple of questions for you but i want to stop here for a minute and um, what a wonderful gift your father gave you as a young person the independence the ability to become a critical thinker on your own not to be um swayed if you will by his opinion but for you to find yourself i think that is a powerful gift that um a parent can uh offer a child much more valuable than uh wealth that they would pass down but that piece right there is power and the other is that how you received that power and that information that you looked at it and you were um awake enough if you will to look at the value of the trust that your dad had placed into you to let you go on your own and you utilized it by acquiring knowledge by uh becoming studious and um you had picked up you said human uh why did you pick that field because um what steered you towards that versus going any other place why why did you pick that yeah so so i have spoken a lot about it on my book but i will tell you in uh, so when yeah. i was doing my mba in <laughs> marketing was the number one choice uh, of yeah. everyone to take uh, second was finance and yeah. the human resources were typically uh, back then was uh, not the prime choice and mm -hmm. um, so i did i spoke to my professors i spoke to some of my friends and i did did my own assessment and what i realized was that i i like reading books which are more towards self help more towards personal development around leadership mm -hmm. i had my interest on those books 
And yeah. when I did my self-introspection, I realized that marketing may not be the best for me. Finance, mm-hmm. though I was very good in maths, maths was my favorite subject still. Finance was not giving me, it was all sitting jobs. It was not helpful to me. Is the human yeah. resources, I realized that it will allow me to help others. It will allow me yeah. to change life for others, for their betterment. And uh, then uh, a wise person told me that before you decide on your specialization, why don't you do your internship? You yeah. you can do internship. So in my course, we were allowed to do one internship as a uh, from a program perspective. Can I did mm-hmm. three internships? The two summer, two wow. winters time that we had, I utilized that time yeah. instead of having fun. I utilized that time, went for the internship, and all these yeah. three internships were into the HR domain. Uh, the first two internship made me convinced that I need to go to. HR specialization, and I chose it. So yeah. it was because of the love of the people, because of my personality, because of my interest around uh, self-help, personal development, is why I chose this specialization. Raul, where did you get that from? Where did you acquire that love for people, number one, and the the interest, if you will, in the development of people. Where did you think you can uh, crystallize? Where did that come from as you are looking into your life? Where did you think you, you, you acquired that? I would say I would attribute this to both my parents, my mom and dad. Uh, as I told you, my dad was into uh, government servant and there were, he was surrounded by people. So every time when he used to come home, there was people with him. So we were always, you know, yeah. there were hardly he had lunch alone. You know, he was having four or five people with him. So that's that servant mm-hmm. attitude. And then I noticed how my dad was treating them, uh, how my dad is talking yeah. to them. So, so and he's yeah. always going above and beyond to help. I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, not back then. Now they tell me that, hey, you know, I met your dad in the office. I just told him that I'm your friend and he did my work without anything. He paid him uh, my fee also. So I was not knowing all those things. I just getting to know later. And my mother, mother comes with a family of, uh, you know, astrologers. So my, my mm-hmm. grandfather was an astrologer to a king uh, in, the, in, in the central part of the India. And I have mm-hmm. seen that as well. Uh, the servant attitude, you know, how you're treating yeah. people coming to your home. So I think that is what I would attribute, uh, the love towards people, the love towards helping uh, the community. Um, yeah, that's what I would that's say. powerful stuff. That is powerful mm-hmm. because, again, I'm looking and listening to your story and your your genesis, if you will, and you see the beginnings uh, of a powerful mindset given from ushered in from your dad from this young man that is uh understanding the value of making one's own decision and and inputting information seeking outside guidance and i tell people these are critical um uh parts of growing that one uh, need to uh, practice in their life because a lot of people want to do it on their own and don't understand that you weren't designed for that way. You know, you were designed 
to step out once in a while and get some help. So here you are, you have been taking these uh, um, courses and you're learning, you did it three, and you're getting to taste uh, uh, that aspect of your, um, your love, if you will. So yeah. here's this young man growing. And um, talk to us now, because you said you, you had astrology in your family, your dad, he seems to understand some of the principles of, uh, that one needs to develop the self. What was happening to you as you're gaining all this knowledge? Uh, what were you doing with you, if you will, Raul? What were you doing with you um, uh, as you're dancing with thing, all of this stuff that is happening? Personally, where were you? So uh, I always felt that if I have to help others, I need to help myself. As mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, that if you want to love others, you need to love yourself. So yeah. same thing. So I wanted myself to equip with enough, uh, enough tools, enough techniques so that I can offer my support. Because if yeah. I'm not worthy to provide support, I will not be able to help. So that's where, you know, once I completed three years at the job, uh, I was getting bored. I, I, I started mm. looking out for another job. And somehow the interviews I gave, uh, it was not very interesting. The profile was not looking interesting. And I was thinking, okay, what should I do next? And I thought, okay, why don't I invest in my own self? So mm. organization development was something that I was fascinated about. I did my research. I noticed that, okay, U.S. would be the place uh, where I should come and, and study about uh, organization development, the organization culture. And then I started preparing for the GRE exams, the GMAT or the TOEFL, and applied for universities in the States. And instead of taking up a new job, I invested in myself and came to mm -hmm. States for my second master's. Um, so, mm -hmm. so it was... Uh, uh, it was a journey that I took uh, with all the decision I was able to take, but I would say that I was surrounded by like-minded people, uh, great mentors, mm -hmm. uh, great uh, colleagues who guided me uh, in the right direction. Yeah, I tell people it's important, Raul, to, to gather your team in every aspect of your life, even when you are going through hard times gather your team and be very selective of your team because um, they are going to, these are the people that are going to influence you when you are tired, when you are at the end, if you will, um, of your rope and you, you are looking for a direction. Make sure that your team is qualified and um, it's very important, uh, that part of living, even after I surround myself with people that I trust, that I know that will tell me the truth in love in mm -hmm. every situation. And that's what I want to hear. I don't want them to, to pat me on, stroke me and whatever, but to tell me the truth, even if it is an encouraging truth, it is the truth. And when it is something that I need to deal with, I want that too, because what is my purpose here on this life is to grow. And uh, to grow, they're going to have to 
touch some sensitive spots, if you will, if you know what I'm talking about, that will cause yeah. you to lose your mind. So here you are, mm -hmm. you, you realize uh, that the States is it, you up, you did your studies, you, your team said you're on the right track, you got into the States, talk to us as to what's happening, it's a new environment, new places, new people, new culture, what was going on to you, with you as you are now assimilating within the differences of belief system? So I was very excited throughout my flight. It was almost 24 hours flight, Ken. I landed mm -hmm. in Detroit. Uh, it was closer to my school, which was in Bowling Green State University in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, my first day, I don't know what I ate in the flight. I had a stomach ache or stomach bug. Yeah. For the mm -hmm. first three days, it was very challenging. And I was thinking that did I make the right decision? Why is there a sign somewhere? Is I don't have to come or maybe am I, uh, am I doing good with my family? All those thoughts keep on coming. But then I also started, I sort of thought that how proud my, my family was, my parents were when I was flying, when they came to, see me off at Mumbai airport, uh, they were, mm -hmm. they were, they had hope from me. Now I can't yeah. let them down. So the yeah. stomach bug, stomach ache is just one of the things. And yeah. I had a very strong mindset that what I want to do here, I want to establish myself. I want to learn. I want to see how I can improve my communication skills, public speaking skills, organization knowledge. Yeah. And I was determined to do that. Uh, I didn't have the scholarship can in the first semester. So I took a loan uh, before I came uh, to from India. My father offered me his help, but I said, no, I want to do it on my own. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he had to co-sign my loan application. So he was the co-signer. I, I, I yeah. took the loan. And uh, with, with God's grace, I kept on looking for internship or uh, for the graduate assistantship, as we call it in uh, our grad school. And uh, I was able to get it in my last three semesters, uh, for three semesters. This one semester I had to pay from my pocket, but I was able to get it. Yeah. And um, I, I, I fell in love with the country uh, for a reason is the openness. Yeah. Um, it was very unusual for me in India, that you are walking on the street and people are saying hi to you. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. We don't even talk. There are so many people. And out here, you are going on a morning walk. You are going on, uh, uh, you know, outside. And then uh, you people are saying, hey, how are you? Hi. And it was a very yeah, good feeling. Yeah. It was a very good factor. Yeah. So I, I like that environment. I, I like the nature it was completely different than from where I was coming. Um, so mm -hmm. overall, overall uh, the only thing I used to miss, Ken, to be honest, was uh, the food and the family. The food? Uh, those yeah. two, yes, the, the, the food I was missed to miss. Uh, the mom cooked food and uh, the food that we used to get back in India, the restaurant. Though we have Indian <laughs> restaurants here, but the quality and the yeah. taste is, is, uh, is a night and day difference. The night and day difference. <laughs> yeah, my mom is um, Indian descent uh, in Guyana, and the food, man, when she cooked, 
when she cooked those curries and this thing, man, I tell you, um, life is different then. Uh, you had mentioned a couple of things that I want to talk about, and I want you to, to um, go into it a little more. And I try to give people the, the vision that life is like a, um, one of those uh, uh, boards that uh, you see an archer um, is trying to hit. And we are the archers, and um, uh, that archer that is shooting at that uh, um, uh, board, if you will, that you have your outer parts and then you have your, your centerpiece. As that archer becomes familiar with uh, the weapons that they have, we call them tools uh, that we have, and learns about themselves, as they learn how to breathe, control meditation is people I tell people we meditate all day long people people mm -hmm. think we don't but the human uh, being is designed to meditate you're either meditating on your bills you're worried about your bill you're worried about your kids you're worried about you worried about something or you're going to take your thought your thought life and switch it and change the meditation. Uh, I was talking about that mindset. You you have to re recognize. You meditate. Trust me, you meditate. So, but you mm -hmm. mentioned uh, one piece that I wanted you to talk about because here you are. You set up your dream and you're on the plane. You got this bug, but something within the dance of the thoughts coming to you about did I do the right thing and did I do that. You had this other conversation with yourself, and I try to tell people, you're going to got to talk to yourself, man. You came in with the other conversation and said, slow down. And you began to change your perspective, your perspective on it. Look at my parents. Look at the joy they gave. Look at all of this. And then you turn around and you focus your bullseye and your mindset you stated. And you said, I have work to do. And you began to move because your mind is focused. Talk to them and let them know how important this is because um, this is really important, Raul, that people will have the thoughts, but you have to come back and get focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I would say always you will have these two thoughts in your mind and can i like the what you mentioned about talking to yourself hearing yourself it's so important that if you don't talk to yourself if you don't hear yourself you will not know what you exactly want to do and there will always be so in my book i talk about you know there is an there is an evil in your and whatever you call it, good or bad there is always those yeah. voice coming in your mind and, and we need to decide which, which voice we need to hear. And yeah. sometimes your mind will want you to take the wrong decision because mm -hmm. that wrong decision is making you happy. So, yeah. so mind knows that, okay, if I have to make Rahul happy, I want him to do, make him do this. So our yeah. mind is telling you, do this, do this. But that is the other person inside you yeah. who's telling you that, man, be careful. Don't eat that dessert. You know, you, you did your treatment today. So, and then, so it's, it's very, uh, very important for us to, to have that inner dialogue and that conversation yeah. and then make a right decision rather than just 
taking the next step in a in a fraction of moment. Uh, we need to slow down. Yeah, talk as to like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to them about this, uh, uh, Raul, because this is. I want them to understand this little transition right here. Because this transition that you're talking about, slowing down, I tell those that I, I talk with, meditation was important to me. Why was it important to me? Uh, as I mentioned, everyone is meditating. But when I began to meditate purposefully, meaning that I wanted to slow down my thoughts, I wanted to become the chooser, the decider, uh, not living by default, if you will, where the thoughts are coming and I'm just reacting. I wanted to change that. I wanted to make decisions. I wanted to choose. And it was in my meditation, Raul, that I learned how to slow the thoughts down in order to decide which ones I will give permission to now enter in so that I can begin to meditate on that to bring my desired outcome. I had to learn that piece right there and that transition of disconnecting. Help us to to get that. Help us to to get some clarity on those, especially the lis- listeners of this transition right there, because it is truly important. I want to just, just linger here to pull on you with the wisdoms that you've gained in, in your life as to that important transition, how the listeners can uh, move from one space to the other. Yeah, so um, I would say getting into a panic situation very seldomly help us. And mm-hmm. if, we, if we take a step back and if we try to wait on some time, wait for some time on to act upon it, Yeah, it may be a blessing for us. Yeah, And the reason why I say that is a blessing because when you are thinking in, in the negative, when your mind is negative, yeah. it will allow you to take negative action. It will, t- it will push you to take negative action. So it is so yeah. important for us to convert our mind uh, negativity into positivity. And one way can we can do that is by feeding ourselves with positive thoughts, positive mm-hmm. talk. And when we talk positively to our own self, it makes our mind into positive thoughts, to positive mindset, allow us to take positive action, and eventually take us to a positive and happier life. And yeah. one of the individuals I was talking uh, the day, can he asked me that, okay, should I keep talking positive to myself 24 7, 365? And I said, no. <laughs> no, I mean, that is not the situation. But for me personally, there are two times when I feed in that positivity in me. One is when I'm going to bed, uh, because I do believe that when we go to bed, those thoughts that we have in our mind remain subconsciously in our mind throughout the night. Yes. And then uh, wakes us, wake us up in a positivity state. And the second, mm-hmm. when we get up, the first thing, you know, after doing my prayers, I want to talk that positive things in my mind. Yes. Do my positive mind talk. So those are the two things I would say, if you are able to do, 
we will live life with positivity and there will always be a moment where we will have thoughts which are not positive it will happen we are human being i'm not saying that whatever meditation you do whatever slowness you do you will become 100% positive no being yeah. positive yeah. is our choice yes is the yeah. choice that we have so we can always choose for positivity and taking a, a slowness taking a step back is 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 always great um, people say that uh, silence is a killer i say that silence is golden Uh, mm-hmm. keeping yourself you know in a silent mode is, is sometimes is amazing yeah i think those that are saying that doc are those that are programmed to say that they don't understand the value of silence and the power that is there because they're afraid of it because when you're in that space of silence guess who you're seeing you're seeing yourself and a lot of people don't want to see themselves because their thoughts and what's inside their inner being begins to come out and i love your practice because i do the very same thing at night i would mutter or meditate on what i wanted to begin to deposit in my spirit i would lay down put myself in my state as they say and i would begin to mutter um the things that i want to um whatever i'm bringing to the forefront of my life to bring to manifestation if you will why am i doing that i'm doing that because i'm depositing i'm making a deposit and because when i get up in the morning i find myself confessing the very same thing and so i i'm planting my seed and then in the morning i'm simply watering it as i begin my day in my meditation and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh it will bear it will bear fruit so here you are doc you you have uh uh gaining everything you came to the states you're in love you're loving this place everything is nice and you're getting your school your education um how did you begin to navigate uh towards uh becoming an author how did that conversation um but first let's talk let's go back a little you are in the corporate world you are in the corporate world and now how did you begin to utilize those tools that you started to gain the wisdom and uh, that you had, were learning and studying for all those years how did you begin to utilize those tools to educate those that were around you as a human uh, resource i mean uh, person yeah. and you you have people coming at you all day long with all kinds of issues and stuff like that how did you begin Correct. to help those so um it, it so this is another thing i'm sharing which i learned after 5 6 years so when i started my corporate journey in the us uh, mm-hmm. i joined as a as a recruiter it was an individual contributor role and my job yeah. was to provide jobs to other people so that was yeah. the my job and it was such a feel good factor when you are able to contribute in bringing home uh being bringing food to the dinner table bringing yeah, uh, yeah. happiness to their lives so it was amazing eventually i was m- moved into a role where i was leading team leading people mm-hmm. and um, then i started utilizing all my tools and one thing i realized that what is working with one individual in my team will not work mm-hmm. with other 
because yeah. all these people are different. And yes. initially, I was using the same yardstick, same way of treating people same because that is how I know. Then again, that is self-introspection. Uh, more learning, more reading, you realize that, hey, man, there is something called situational leadership. Uh, yep. Every situation, <laughs> every person is different. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. so I learned those things and I was able to help uh, them. Uh, and, and, and the biggest learning I had was throughout my uh, leadership uh, uh, journey, I was thinking that when someone is coming for help, and I have to help them. What will they feel? Yeah. What will they think about me if I don't help them? I have to give them solution. Yeah. That was all was going in my mind. And and I was pretty successful, Ken. I was doing it very well. I I, I help yeah. people elevate from one level to another and, and all that sort. But then it came 2012. Uh, I yeah. went to a coaching certification uh, from mm -hmm. uh, Association of Talent Development. And the first thing I learned there, Ken, is as a coach, you are not supposed to give answers. And I was thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then over this coaching certification, I realized that as a coach, your job is to facilitate. Your job is to ask right questions because the yeah. answers of people question lies within themselves. And what yes. coach does is coach help you in thinking in that direction, asking right questions to themselves and get an answer from you. So, and the second thing coach does is he or she makes you accountable in taking action. Yes. So that was a life lesson for me. And uh, it was an eye opener and, and helped me a lot in my future yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's um, it's an important tool to understand. Um, I call it, you know, the the emotional intelligence is as you are guiding your you're guiding these people. The coach is to make them aware of the greatness that is within them, and it's really fascinating to watch when they. The purpose of the coach, I tell the individual is to ask you the questions that you don't know what to ask, but the coach knows because the coach has been there. And the coach remembers that he, this was the question that he needed to hear at that moment right there because he knew it would bring this results. And he will look at you, he or she will look at you and ask you that very same question because they were there once before and they're very familiar with that situation. They're very familiar with the energy. They're very familiar with the negative thoughts, all of those things that that individual is, is experiencing now. Hey, the coach has been through a lot of those things, and so they know what to ask. And the minute they ask them, and that light of revelation enters into them as to, wait a minute, I got it. And when they get that, that is such a powerful um time that you get an experience as an individual to see that um mm -hmm. that the coach is I, I remember jesus said to his disciples he says where is your faith <laughs> he kept pointing back to them to tell them that you can do the very same thing i can do and so the coach is the one by asking the right questions 
can bring that situation to your forefront will give you the ability to answer it for yourself and when you do that you learn it you know it it's different than if you hear mm-hmm. it so talk to us as you are you're in this course and you are now being challenged that um what you were doing before is was one way they are now opening you up to another way Talk to us about that first person um, as you're now navigating into, into this uh, new um, perspective as a coach. Talk to us as how now you started to change your routine, if you will, your conversation with those that are sitting before you. So it was challenging, I would admit. Uh, it was not an easy <laughs> mission because... <laughs> Um, subconsciously, I was tuned yeah. to give an answer. So I had to make a lot of effort to restrain myself to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the people with whom I was interacting, they were not used to the new me. They were used to <laughs> the old me. <laughs> and yeah. then they started wondering, okay, what is happening? Uh, and then, but I didn't make it too obvious to them yeah. that, okay, this transition is happening slowly and gradually. I made that transition. I still yeah. were giving them some inputs uh, initially, yeah. but probably in, in six to 12 months time frame, I became the, the coach that I wanted to, which is uh, being yeah. accountable, be their accountability partner and ask the right questions so that they can uh, get a response. The other yeah. thing I also noticed yeah. is I don't want to help people who don't need my help because I realize that there are certain people who are self-sufficient and I don't want to invest their time or my time and mm-hmm. just not getting any output. So I was very mindful of that those kind of conversations just because I'm their manager, just because they have to come yeah. to me. I don't want them to just follow me because of the title, the corporate title. I want them to follow yeah. me for the person yeah. who I am. For the for individual who I am, and yeah. if they don't feel or if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't believe that I would be able to provide some value, I used to take a step back and and navigate them to the right individual from where they would be uh, getting uh, the right value. So I was very mindful. I wanted to make sure that if I'm having an interaction, I want that person to get value. Just yeah. Just for a sake of having a conversation or just for a routine check, that was not I was interested in. I want to make them feel valued. Well, that's powerful in itself because um, uh, those are boundaries that you had set up. And I tell people it's important to set boundaries within yourself. You have to know yourself enough, though, Raul, to be able to set up those boundaries and recognize those people that uh, when they come to you, and that's why I say to you, life is you have that um, um, that uh, board that has all the outer rings, and then there's that center. As one becomes more familiar with the self, you know um, by setting those boundaries within yourself, because you know that you will expend expend your energy. To, with someone that is not going to be receptive of it, there's no need then for you to do that. You can guide them 
to the correct person. So you're making the switch. And that's why I ask you, because I know you've been programmed for all these years, do it this way. And now you're coming and having this dichotomy within yourself and learning about you. As you are learning about you right there, and you're being stretched, as you said, you, it wasn't easy. Um, and sometimes you had to uh, pull yourself back. What were some of those tools, Raul, did you when those thoughts were coming and dancing in your head and, and you want to revert back to the old ways, what were some of those conversations and the tools that you brought into your space to help you to uh, relax and slow down? Yeah. So I, I think one of the difficult tasks was to manage my subconscious mind. And mm -hmm. for that, that positive talk or before the coaching session used to start, like how we offer player, prayers. So I was not offering prayer, but I was doing a self-talk. Okay, this is what how your conversation should go. Uh, you would be tempted to get a give a response. You need to take a step <laughs> back. So it was preparing my mind for that conversation yeah. was something was very, very important. Uh, number two, um, I would say was uh, knowing that you uh, investing time in asking those questions mm -hmm. because asking question isn't an art. It is just not that you ask any question. So I also invested in learning about what how to ask those great questions. Um, yeah. I read a couple yeah. of books. I, I, I spoke to a lot of people. So. I tune myself to become a coach who is who is slowly and steadily becoming an expert in asking yeah. those why, what, where, how kind of questions. So yeah. um, those were the things that definitely helped me. Um, the third thing I would say is silence. Because yeah. when you are a coach, you are tempted to talk more. And I said, no, yeah. I'm. I don't want to. I want my person who is coming to help for help to ask yeah. to talk more. Yeah. So yeah. probably positive mind talk, uh, investing in myself, in in learning about how to ask the question, and third is remaining silent when people are talking. Uh, those were the things I helped me. Yeah, you know, one of the qualities of a servant, um, they become really good listeners. If you take mm -hmm. a look at those in history that are truly have a servant heart, you will see them sitting down listening to the people. And um, that always fascinated me. And as I began to get deeper and learn more about me and um, wanting that desire to, to serve as an increase, I find myself listening to the needs of someone because that's what you're interested in, their growth, their expansion if you will so here you are you're um, learning you're applying the tools for yourself to make the transition from one uh, mindset to the other and now you are uh, looking at writing books how did that mm -hmm. happen Raul how did that from where you are you're in corporate America you are helping people doing all this stuff and all of a sudden you're what became a coach and you're going to say, I want to be an author. <laughs> Talk to us yeah, about so, that transition. 
So I would want to thank uh, my coach, my mentor, Dr. Deredelo McNeil. So I was a part of his inner circle uh, for a year. Uh, and in our first conversation, he was asking about our, our background and uh, he was trying to get to know us better. And he mentioned that you guys have such a powerful stories. It needs to be penned down. It needs to be yeah. written. It needs yeah. to be shared with the world. And that was the, the time which really motivated me to, to start writing. So I, I would say I'm more of a speaker uh, mm-hmm. who is writing. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of thoughts that are there because as a, so my, my core competency is a facilitation. So I do a lot of uh, leadership facilitation workshop. And yeah. for that, I have to talk. I have to, uh, and I just don't want to talk about what people are saying outside the world. I want to talk about the things and how it matters to that individual because in a corporate world, the yeah. internal dynamics also plays a wider role. So I have to internalize the content for the team that I'm coaching or the, for the team I'm doing yeah. the workshop. So those things were always happening. It's just I never started to pen down. And now when uh, it just struck me, when my coach motivated me, <laughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. I uh, put a deadline to myself that by December 2022, <coughs> excuse me, my first book has to be out. And it happened. It happened. I made it happen. That is awesome. That is, um, uh, you know, your determination all through your journey. Um, and that's what, one of the things I had to stop and um, reminded you when you were, you were on the plane, you got sick, you landed. And it was that determination that got you back focused. Um, you yeah. use your determination all through. The determination caused you to acquire knowledge, reading and reading, making the the adjustments, looking at the the um, acquiring more knowledge, acquiring tools, acquiring. And I tell people, I have this little statement that I tell people: um, you have to find your statement of faith. And I say this why because it is what you believe. That statement, that conversation that you have with yourself. You had that conversation as to become an author. By this day, I must have this done. That statement of faith means that you believe that thing more than anything else. And then you will take your corresponding actions necessary to bring that to pass. But you have to have one thing with yourself. You have to have this relationship with yourself where you trust yourself to get this and that you will move to get it done because you have to believe in yourself. And so here you are, Doc. You you decided to finish this book. Now, how did you begin? Because I, And those that are listening to, to us, I've always said this to everyone. Buy these, uh, my guess, their books. I mean, buy the author's books. I want you guys to buy it, give it to friends and family members as gifts the reason why i tell them is that when you buy a a book with an author you're getting private time with them you are absolutely in your 
most receptive state when you are alone reading those words. Those words are life. They have the capability of leaping off of those pages, dropping into you and changing your destiny, changing your trajectory as to the mindset. And once that is changed, it will change and create an outcome. And I want you guys to remember, I'm going to provide all those things for you to get his books. And I want you to get into his, his program. He's a coach. Um, seek him out so that you can get some other um, perspective in your situation. Make him a part of your team, make Raul a part of your team so that he can guide you to the next stages of your, de your development while you're here. Raul, you, you are here. You said to yourself, you got to write this book. Talk to me about that journey because that's not an easy journey. You got to now discipline. You have to kick in all kinds of stuff to bring that to pass the time and, and day that you had given to yourself. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. So <clears throat> in this 20 years, I have hired, I have done interviews, I have done training, I have managed team, I managed build a high performing teams. And mm -hmm. one thing which consistently I found that there were people who had tremendous knowledge, tremendous potential, but they could not give their best for whatever reason. Yeah. That reason could be beyond my uh, uh, control, but this is something I realized that people were having their uh, potential not getting unleashed. So that really motivated me to to write about what are some of the things that they can inculcate early on in their career or whenever they are struggling that will help them to unleash their potential. And that's why I mentioned about the habits for miracles. And miracle is I've used them as an acronym for people to get miraculous life, miraculous results. And what I mean by miracle here, uh, Ken, is anything that you were not able to do and now you are able to do it, in my mind, that's a miracle. It is yeah. not about those supernatural miracles. It is about things that you thought you could not do. But because mm -hmm. of that small change you did in yourself, small change you did in your mindset or perspective or in your habit that allowed you to get better results, is a miracle. So that's why I, I give uh, this name Habits for Miracles. And I love it. By there the are way. eight habits, eight tools. Yes, thank you. Uh, there are eight habits, eight tools that I'm talking about in this book. And uh, mm -hmm. each habit is its own uh, uh, itself. I mean, it's not that people have to imbibe all the eight habits. You know, they, pick, they can pick one, two, three, whichever end objective is to unleash their full potential. It does not matter yeah. whether this book is helping them or not, but if this book can inspire them, if this book can yeah. encourage them, whether they adopt these eight habits or not, that is not my aim. My aim is to inspire them, to motivate them, to unleash their full potential and live the life that they deserve, live the life that they always want. Yeah, it will change not just their life, 
that will change those that are in their sphere, meaning your family, your friends, because you're going to want to give that knowledge away. You don't want to become a hoarder, if you will. Uh, you're going to want to give that knowledge because people are going to become inquisitive. What happened to you? How did you do that? And that's when you can point them to Raul's book and, and says, here, um, like I said, you know, buy them, buy gifts, uh, bring your friends along with this journey because uh, those that you love um, deserve to be free from the mindset that there are the programming that we are all programmed as human beings and uh, to and it, 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 the shifting of your perspective is a slight shift and it will create big miracles as Raul said those big miracles are all of those unattainables that you could not have attained you will be able to attain it by shifting your perspective just slightly and he will teach you all the different uh, ways by which you can develop uh, uh, habits that will change your life, man. This is what we are here about, to make you aware of the power of you. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, that's why I want to thank Raul for coming here at Threads of Enlightenment, because that's my heart as well. That's why I have Threads of Enlightenment, so we can have these conversations so that you can, as you're listening, you can recognize the greatness in you and stand up and uh, begin to speak to yourself. Have wonderful conversation. Encourage yourself. Be kind to you. Um, if you are not kind to you, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. Be kind to yourself. Raul, I want to thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. This has been good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ken. I wish you good luck and uh, I wish my learners uh, hope that they live their life to the fullest. Excellent. And I am going to provide everything for you guys to get in touch with Raul and make sure that you uh, buy his books, as I mentioned before. Uh, he's a coach also. Get into his space. I'll put those things together for you so that you can reach out to him and uh, begin your new journey so that you can see who you are and your purpose here on this planet so that we can all enjoy and uh, see you grow, man. So Raul will tell me stories about you guys because I'm going to stay in touch with him. Raul, thank you again, and you have a good day, man. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.